0: I'm proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Ah! Ah! Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators as nasty as we've seen for a long time a little bit out of character he's a very clean player manly slumped to eighth on the ladder and, uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm you can see the head clash oh very nasty the ground love it they've all taken their every pill that smashes him to ground the one-handed pass back inside the delicate kick he smacked their bottoms with a beautiful Slanging match, he's only 5 metres from the line And he's hurt on the bird, he runs into a wall Certainly got some forearm in it For some damage done to him with a boot or a bee. But my heavens He's really bleeding He's come out of it very much the worse for wear Bleeding like a stuck pig out there And the crowd's starting to go wild Intercepted. Shows it, goes outside, steps again Steps again, he gets it down a try. Yes a try It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale, as they fire up. What made you so fired up about this? Like, you, well, you, I wasn't you... fired up. What's the vision? But-
1: G'day Chris, how you doing? G'day listeners, I don't want to call all of you idiots, but I'm sure there's plenty of idiots amongst you listening to this program about Australian sport, particularly the great game of Rugby League, where we really dig deep into some of the big issues. There are some big issues, Chris, as you know, across the, the landscape of Rugby League in round six this week, including your uh, wasteland that is the West Tigers, we'll talk about that later in the show. You got any big issues you think we need to address today? Top of your head,
2: look. I mean, the game isn't very entertaining at the moment. I mean, I found most of the fi- no, actually, everyone's saying it's the most entertaining round we've ever seen, ever, ever, been. ever. ever. Seen. Big wins, incredible draws, golden point, golden point, comebacks it- in the rain, field goals, and Chris blowouts, ca-
1: and, cows. <laughs> and cows, and cows, and cows. Now, look, you know, we have milestones, it's all about points on the board, it's a numbers game like all sport, and we recognize sometimes, you know, the numbers that clock up, players can get to 300 games and you know, barely standing on two legs, but this man has got. His 150th game, I'm talking about the great Luttrell Mitchell, yes. who uh, has engendered enormous negative and positive responses in the last well, year or so. He's a, he's a magnet for publicity, and what excites him about his 150th game? Chris, any ideas?
2: Well, you would think it's the opportunity to go into the traditional Good Friday clash and give it to the resurgent Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, Stephen. Yes. But, in fact, his mind will be just a little bit away from Acor Stadium.
1: I want you to get a little bit sentimental, Chris, and wind yourself back to the heydays of the Royal Agricultural Show. When yeah. I was a kid, of course, it was at Moore Park, and it never got any better when it went to Homebush. Now, there were things in, involved in that we'll talk about. Luttrell has got two cows, heifers, I believe. Yes. I'm no expert at the uh, the different distinctions of... Cow, bull, with I, or without children, etc
2: I can explain uh, I'm sure you can That a heifer is a young I was going to say female cow But that's that's <laughs> redundant Is a young cow that's never um, produced progeny Okay It's a heifer And what are they bred for? Um, their looks,
1: I assume. Yeah, well, so it appeared yeah. appear from Latrell Mitchell's and comments. That's right. <laughs> so he's got two cows entered into the Easter show, as we used to call it. Yes. And he's most, so excited by that because as a boy on the farm, Lismore Way, he's always been involved with cattle, etc., horses, I assume, ducks, chickens, etc. and he's got these two cows. Now, their names, Chris, are Talking Dirty, which is a little bit off colour, I think, and Quartz. Now, I'm assuming Quartz is probably a better-looking young lady cow. <laughs> if I could say that.
2: Well, it's a little bit hard to get a handle on this, Stephen. I actually, you know, it's interesting to read the, the interviews with trail this week because he said never as a young kid from Tari did I ever imagine I'd get to the Easter show, which you think is probably a reasonable expectation of a young kid from Tari.
1: Can we clarify? Yeah. Is
2: it Tari or Lismore? Tari. Yeah.
1: Isn't isn't that in Queensland?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, according to Dennis Carnahan, it is. Yeah. Whereas, uh, you would have thought it was a reasonable uh, dream for a young kid from Tari to get to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But the two names, I've done my research, Stephen. All I could come up with, with talking dirty, apart from my personal life, was a Martin Lawrence stand-up comedy Lawrence stand-up comedy vehicle called Talking Dirty After Dark, right? Where people that sounds very eighties to me. Yes, where people, including Martin, dwell on the theme of sex on stage and backstage at a Los don't Angeles want to hear about that now, comedy do club.
1: Because,
2: no quartz, on the other hand, yeah. a hard crystalline mineral composed of silica. Uh, the atoms are linked in a continuous framework <laughs> Work of tetrahedra, and it's the second most abundant mineral in the Earth's continental crust behind Feldspar.
1: Where names matter I, I think is in horses I think cows it really doesn't matter at all.
2: Well that, that would be evidence so actually interestingly enough the original entrants were Talking Dirty and Feldspar but <laughs> right. she fell by the wayside so Quartz has stepped up to the plate. Okay.
1: Now uh, reminiscing time as a kid I remember going to the show and seeing live music there was always Marsha Hines or, or Jeff Duff and Cush uh, sometimes John Paul Young these are the heydays the 70s you know at the Easter show. At the Easter show, yeah. They put on a live stage and probably sponsored by Cadbury's or somebody, you know. Wow. Or 2SM. Uh, of course, there were the animals, you know. We always, you know, being non uh, rural individuals. But my most exciting memory was with the little chicklets, the little, little golden chicklets that would hatch on the spot. The and, baby chicks. Yeah. And they'd have a swimming pool complex, like, you know, something at Surface Paradise where there'd be a slide and then a warm light. So they'd head to the warm light and the attempt to get some food and then they slip and they go down the slide in the water and all the kids would go woohoo
2: we call that animal cruelty now Stephen <laughs> and the RSPCA would be up the uh, farmyard uh, situation there like yep. a wazoo but you might have been seeing music I was in the main ring watching the Holton Precision driving team oh yeah and lamenting the fact that this was my only opportunity to see live polo Live polo. At to have polo matches. Yeah. Yes. You weren't part of the eastern suburbs. But elect no. Look, I've got one word to describe the eastern show, as far as I'm concerned, Stephen, and that is showbag. Yes. And that was. We not- got to say the magic word. <laughs> Sample. Free. Free. My mother will tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She goes the Rosella. Sample bag would have little miniature bottles of tomato sauce, just right. like the real ones. Okay, uh, that's not the case now. I think the NRL show bag goes for about fifty-three dollars this right, year at the, right, the right. show. And you know what you get in it? Storm. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get an imitation Storms jersey, yeah, yeah. and you get two uh, plastic reproductions of Latrell's cows. Wow! And uh, that's it. What about a big? Out, you get folded out a mask of Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Homebush, maybe it wouldn't sell. You get a revised map of uh, stadiums in Sydney and, of course, Allianz Stadium, Trellion Stadium. Right. Now, the
1: key to succeeding in cattle competition, as, a, uh, as said by Luttrell, was uh, making them look pretty and feeding them. He sounds like he's done his homework, his science...
2: Yeah, I mean, that's not that different from what Jason Demetrius' general responsibility is with the rabidos is to make them look pretty and feed them and right, get them right. on the
1: park. Well, he goes further. He says, uh, Mitchell quipped, they're looking
2: good, like me. Well, you How, know, does, he, how does he know
1: they're looking good? What is, the, what is, a, what is a heifer supposed to look like?
2: Because he's a keen judge, Stephen, right, okay. and he's uh, been honed in this. And let's face it, they often say that dogs and their owners end up looking alike. Right. And Latrell, fair to say, and it works for him, plays with a little bit of condition. Is it the case that maybe talking dirty in courts, he looks at them and Sees his own image
1: Yeah Is this a little bit like You know when you've got to Not listen to the radio On the television To get the results Because you're not there And you, you want to watch it On KO later in, in reality He'll be playing with South But really You'll ha- have his trainer Come on and say Quartz No they <laughs> only got second Sorry he's not a trail. And then the game Will turn to shit
2: Right Well you know People are saying He's not involved enough And maybe this is the explanation He's but actually why, no, that's right. his, his head's with heifers And the judging ring Must be just a stone's throw Away from Acorce Stadium And no, it'll be no, really no. distracting yes. So uh, there's a real challenge For the South Sydney come this friday now,
1: we also should talk a little bit of rugby league here the history of course is the original showground the showground the ras showground itself uh hosted in the first year 1908 many of the original uh teams that played in rugby league and you were there uh, no i wasn't uh birch grove oval of course and uh, i think uh, down cumberland way there was another oval but that was the primary space rugby league in 1908 was played then of course we went to see many bands alice cooper you've got a t-shirt on right now the Beach Boys
2: played there in the Slop. Is that right? Yeah, I think um, where the Holden Precision Driving yeah, Cars would have been. Zeppelin played there. Yeah, Bowie, Serious Moonlight. I'll never up. forget seeing someone being removed from the environs of um, Driver Avenue motherless drunk before the support band had even taken the stage. <laughs> and I Bowie said, when Mike, I grow up, that's what I want to do. With a lightning bolt
1: on their face. <laughs> that's right. Uh, there, well, there were two shows there. One was the 83 and one was the 78. I was uh, t-
2: 78 is one of the great regrets, Stephen. Regrets it was the, the stage tour, the low heroes, the open was our, and I was not there. Michael
1: Jackson. Was not there. Was not there. Jackson never played there. He did. When? I'm, I'm telling you, 96, 97. I saw him there with Sydney Cricket
2: Ground, Stephen. Cricket Ground. Yeah, 87 was Parramatta Stadium. Three steps to the left. The... Friday night concert in Parramatta on 1987 was so good, we walked out and bought tickets to the the Saturday show, right. which was the 87 grand final, Manly v. Canberra, yes. uh, which was the last grand final played at the SCG. Uh, I think if I find Manly won. And then in 1996, he popped out of the stage on the History Tour, having left it in a jet pack in the Dangerous Tour. Yes. Yeah. beautiful continuity, and it was the Sydney Cricket Ground. Okay, I, he, I stand corrected. And I don't want to be tough,
1: <laughs> but he was a
2: shadow of himself in 96 compared to 87. Well,
1: they had r- very... Restricted noise volumes On that particular tour So it was it was quite a, a hard one to enjoy This is Fire Up Chris Gale, myself, Stephen First We'll be back in just a moment
2: Well, before we go, Stephen oh, you've got something for me? I do have something for you mm-hmm. And that is, of course Is that we get a weekly song From Dennis Carnahan the Great Dennis Carnahan And again, if we're talking The larger gentleman uh, In the context of uh, Beef, if you like uh, He's penned a little ditty To someone who's left Your great club For the uh, calling of Four Pints Park Aaron Woods
0: done they lost their last seven matches on the run they've got a good feeling around the joint they've only lost one game at was in golden point the sea. The Tigers 2017. He was arguably the best prop in the game. But the Tigers imploded, so he went to the dogs and cut his hair off to a paid boy. Bomb.
1: Gale, fire up, listeners. Uh, look, Sharon Wood, it's going to be a huge loss, uh, but we got two players in return. So that's, I reckon, good value. Can you name them? Two cattle. Uh, there's, there's a kick out, isn't there?
2: <laughs> There's got to be a Katoa in there a katoa, somewhere.
1: maybe a Fafita. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we get two for one, and surely that's not a bad thing. So good luck, Aaron. I hope you do well at Manly Warringah. Uh, and we, we may even get time to talk about the the joys of living on the Manly Warringah Peninsula section of that North Shore and its its attraction, why people don't want to come to St George or Penrith or whatever else. But, Chris... The gift that keeps on giving is Rugby Union. Yes. Suddenly it's blown up big time, hasn't it? And we've got we've got the code wars happening now. I mean, it's it's tit for tat right across internally and externally as well. Has anybody from soccer or netball got involved in this? Because I'm pretty sure they're going to soon.
2: They're not getting a look in, Stephen. And, I mean, every paper you pick up, every radio station you turn on, every television show that you tune into yeah, is talking Rugby Union. And, again, I go, I had no idea they were still playing it. This is one uh, Joseph Suali. And, of course... When you're playing Ducks and Drakes, as Robert does, he won't name who his fullback is. He just says it's Joe. could be Manu. could be Swanly here. Joey also. But most of the press does refer to him as Joseph because as far as Rugby Union is concerned, he's a semi messianic figure, I think. Yeah, already. Yeah. And I actually went and saw his life story at the Capitol Theatre a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Are they actually playing Rugby Union at the moment? I just haven't checked the calendar yet. Uh, well, it, Is there a game on? I've not seen one. Is there a.? You know, it's not coming on in my stream. Are the numbers services. coming
1: through? Are they justifying this Suwali godlike uh, presence I mean, or future uh, presence?
2: I just think this is all for some Lions tour in a couple of years. By the way, the show was Joseph and his amazing orange football boots. Right. Which I saw in full effect at Treliance Stadium. I expect a song next week, Chris. Last Thursday, yes. <laughs> okay.
1: So, um, so Joseph has said in 18 months' time, he's already signed a contract with Rugby Union because, God, don't you love it? He either want to be an all black or he just want to play in a World Cup. A hundred countries, Chris. A hundred million li-
2: viewers everywhere you go. No, eight hundred. Eight hundred million. Yeah, that's the that's the official number. And you also get the opportunity to play against the Lions, which was something that the Christians didn't really enjoy back right. in the day. So I don't know what the attraction this, there is. This
1: smells a little bit like Super War, doesn't it? They're the progressives, and then those that are sort of fighting for the heartland of rugby league, like Gus Gould. Yes, absolutely. And Gus goes, "Don't let the rugby league door s- smack you in the ass on the way out." And that uh, go
2: now. Go. It caused offence. It it caused great offence. And where, of course, did you expect the offence to be first voiced, Stephen?
1: Well, um, I I assume not with Ricky Stewart. He'd be be in Gus's camp. Yes. I assume somewhere in the eastern suburbs. I think you're getting warm. Getting warmer, am I? I'm thinking the new stadium. Well,
2: I think they might be housed there.
1: Yeah, that building across the road was a reference to that as well. (laughs) I think people don't know what he's talking about half the time.
2: You're referring, of course, to Sydney Roosters coach, Trent Robinson, who yes. is housed very comfortably next to the Rugby Australia precinct, which is where Curtis Scott ended up under that fig tree on Australia Day. But why don't we have is a that list? the
1: same Curtis Scott that let, let Rip with a few fists recently?
2: <laughs> he said he was eye gouged In bush footy? And he has, does have a puffy eye. So he's, he's, he's a trouble magnet, that kid. He's old school, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know... That's who Rugby Australia should be targeting.
1: And also, Chris, care. Young men in trouble. <laughs> This guy's, that, 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 these are warning
2: signs, correct? Totally warning signs. Well, he's probably upset because he's been told only Rugby Union wants him. <laughs> but, but Robbo, of course, being Robbo, why don't we have a listen to what he had to say about Gus Gould? Please. No, it's a ridiculous comment. You know, that was a guy that's looking after another club and, um, yeah, ridiculous comment to say about um, Joey and, and what he would do. He can stick to his turf and we'll stick to ours and how we want to deal with it and it showed a fair bit of fear for me about another code, you know, lots of players sign a year out. Coaches go between rugby union and rugby league, but to come out against Joey as a 19 year old showed a fair bit of fear about the, what the building is across the road for us. And I feel like there's been a lot back and forth between the two codes as well. And it's, we have, like I really like Rugby union. You know, it's okay to say as a rugby league guy that you like the game. So stay cool. Relax.
1: Whoa! (laughs) Uh, I know a number of of former rugby league giants and immortals who'll be turning in their grave right now, and those that are still alive would be like, this guy should be sent out the door as well with a... The door smacking him on the
2: ass. Sats, yeah, freshly intermed. Oh my god, and interred. His family are that's very upset. A huge insult. What about the likes of your great sticks, Proven, yeah, Reg Gaznier, Johnny Raper? I mean, they gave their heart, soul, blood. We guts, sort of knew it though, didn't we?
1: We knew it though, didn't you? Could smell it on him, you know, the fromage, yeah. you know, <sighs> the, the red wine, the Bordeaux, the Chateau, whatever. Uh, his, I'm no ecclesiastical languages,
2: you know. I'm no ecclesiastical expert, Stephen, but I'm saying that that was heresy. Yes, from Trent Robinson. Yes. That's that's not portraying. I mean, they're saying he's supporting the kid who he just sees as a meal ticket to a potential premiership you're you're portraying your livelihood your tribe your reason for existence by i mean has he watched a game in the last 10 years because apparently no one has well didn't he not say that that he actually watches it
1: regularly Uh, it It plays in the same ground as he as his
2: and and you know and he has a particular way of talking and we just actually grabbed a little bit of audio at uh, Robbo at uh, training this week everybody be cool you be cool yeah I mean he likes to use the word cool Stephen because he's a different sort of cat I think you've got a particular view of who catch Trent- the word isn't yeah, it Yeah, well, we, we might come to rugby league <laughs> <like laughs> biology yeah, yeah. soon yeah but uh you got a particular view of Trent Robinson haven't you uh
1: well uh, he's an apologist for something else that he shouldn't be he's getting paid big bucks I'm sure does Nick Politis back this does he back this man
2: I heard Politis He gave an interview to no greater scribe than Phil Rothfield and somebody else, um, Brett Reed maybe, and he's angry. He was angry that these negotiations went on without his full knowledge.
1: Yeah, I I think there's a lot of emotional investment, a lot of uh, cash involved with – and, you know, gosh, getting getting Joseph or or Joey uh, from South Sydney, from Kings, from all those other teams that he's played for, expecting, I guess, more than – or expecting whatever Nick Pilates expects, which is the the whole – Kitten caboodle.
2: Look, he looked good out at Trellion the other night. He had a nice sidestep, a flick pass there. But, but beyond why, that. Why is rugby league now behooving to pump up his tyres yes. for 18 months to get the final product across the rugby is, union? And why is Robbo complicit in this?
1: Yes, and the tradition, of course, was saying, we'll breed another one. There's <laughs> just one around the corner. <laughs> oh, then, <laughs> You're blinking, there's another one, another two, you know. Uh, that is the nature of rugby league. It is the greatest competition in the world, isn't it? This is a Talent Factory. Talent factory, yes, yes, uh, where young men looked after and respected. And then, of course, uh, good luck to him if he wants to go on. But I think that uh, you're right. It's it's very typical of a progressive like Robbo.
2: And do you think that he's actually using the vehicle of Joseph just to promote his own brand as this sort of, you know, everyman, renaissance type Who, character? Robbo?
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought you thought Joseph's from the musical. <laughs> <laughs> has Robbo Has he got a role You know like, like Molly Meldrum used to do You know well,
2: you're the orator <laughs> I mean, and saw Technicolor Dreamcoat And Paulini played the narrator And I think I think that's Robbo I wow, think he is, yeah. is
1: Paulini He sees himself As quite an oracle Doesn't he? he In actual fact The conscience of rugby league really, The future of rugby league like, A right. Like
2: a broker Like some sort of diplomat like right. A diplomat That's it We don't need to reconcile With How rugby How many languages million. Does he speak again <laughs> About six About six Well he certainly His speaks French speaks another four Do you remember Do you remember When he gave that press conference In French Yes Oh my goodness <laughs> But seriously, we don't have to reconcile the rugby union. We're here to crush it, Stephen. Yes. And what I liked Whatever was, it is. That's yes, right. But what I liked was the riposte from Gus Gould. Yes.
0: Want to respond? No, you mistake me for someone who cares what he says. But he can only stick up for his player. And he's got to build his relationship with the player because he have got him there for another 18 months. I fear nothing and I fear no one. So I'm not sure what he's talking about there.
1: Only to live a, a life without fear. I think uh, anxiety, you know, stress, tension, but fear mainly. You know, I have fear of many things, including the Grim Reaper. Uh, you know, any bills I have to pay, fear instantly comes into play. I was uh, good with
2: the Grim Reaper till they did those AIDS ads in the eighties, like that, Simon that, Reynolds. Yeah, that that was that was a rude way. Actually, did now you now not did you think get about fear
1: the when you saw The Exorcist? <laughs> like,
2: no. Or the
1: Omen? No, <laughs> I went.
2: My father took me at the age of eight to two thousand and one in Space Odyssey, and that terrified me.
1: See, yeah, you're you're more of a metaphysical ex- existentialist, aren't Correct. you? Much like Robo.
2: By the way, have you noticed that Simon Reynolds spells his name with the two eyes, just like Swahili? Oh. Didn't we love that? Is that spooky? Well, that's rugby union, <laughs> without <laughs> a doubt. No wonder, no wonder <laughs> he's going there. He fits in.
1: Uh, now, Gus, sorry, uh, Gus says he fears no one. Now, what sort of people? And I'm I'm, I'm assuming men because women are smarter than that. Yeah. Uh, don't have any fears at all. I mean, you. You've got to live your life understanding the forces. But I would say mythical figures like Jack Reacher has no fear. Uh, I'd say Liam Neeson in Taken has no fear. There's probably a number of others you would suggest too, Chris. Well, Fearless
2: Fly. Fearless Fly. Remember the <laughs> I don't think I've seen Fearless Fly for a long time, Chris. <laughs> and uh, look, I think irrational idiots. I think that they generally what, like fear like Mark nothing. Latham? Well, well, Mark Latham yeah. is a perfect example. Paul Keaton, he, Keith, he no... seems
1: to have no fear. <laughs> Says whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Throw your Orcus barbs at me, I'm yeah. ready for them. Does Ricky have any fear?
2: uh I uh, look, look I would used to say no, but I think uh, with age comes wisdom yes and uh, basically he's got employment or redundancy fear right now. Yes, losing yeah Yeah. Fear <laughs> of losing. straight up.
1: Well Gus, uh, he, da- he does deliver well he I mean seriously he would be the orator, wouldn't he Joseph the technical yes. Yes. Coat, with yes. a few sides stuck in there as well. <laughs> That's uh, right. a few barbs shot at rugby union, et cetera.
2: What about the barbs that have come back, though, from Rugby Union, Stephen? We talked last week about Rugby Australia. Some,
1: some bloke, Hamish with only one A and one I, right? Yes. Hamish McClellan. Yeah. Now he's milking this for what's it's worth, isn't he? And I have
2: it on good authority. He's a failed television executive. <laughs> <Is> ah. <right. laughs> well, aren't we all? I had a crack.
1: Alleged <laughs> failed, <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I used to be on that community channel, but that's another story. It's probably story. fear that's driving him, Chris. Right. So he feels like he has to be an agitator yeah, yeah. in this war, and he's got to back Robbo up. Here are some of his quotes. Rugby has become the parrot on the shoulder <laughs> of the NRL.
1: Wow, wow. What, just, just rugby has become the parrot? No,
2: rugby league is, is the parrot on Rugby Union. So he's saying rugby union is a parrot on the rugby league's right, shoulder. And right. What it was suggested so to if, me. So
1: if the parrot says, Jesus, I love rugby union, then we repeat it? <laughs> That's
0: is right. That the
2: story? Yeah, it's a suggestion. It's yeah. subliminal. Yeah. Someone said to me, because the parrot gets a free ride on the pirate's right, shoulder. Yes, yes, right. He said, the extraordinary attacks on Joseph. Yeah. And his agent are outrageous. Yes. Mothers, is this the environment you want your sons and daughters to yeah, go into? Yeah, yeah, So he's playing moral panic. Rugby league is a source of moral panic, according to Hamish.
1: So would this be um, um, Joseph and the Technicolor Parrot? <laughs> The new musical.
2: Uh, he's talked to Joseph about playing in the sevens in the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. So it's now just Joseph, like Madonna, like Kylie, right?
1: <laughs> 20- Joseph, we all know.
2: <laughs> it's it's a really weird musical. I don't know where, where to start with that. Right. Uh, the, he's talking to him about playing in Brisbane in 2032. I mean, what's happening there? Well, he's just talking to him about it. Like, oh, I know, sorry, talking to the media or talking to Joseph. To Joseph. Joseph. He well, goes, the world so he's, is he's, your oyster. He's
1: fraudulently offering him everything. The world is he? Yeah,
2: and he, so, talk, he talks about it being a global game with 800 million supporters and. All all can offer is one yeah. trip to LA and a trip to Brisbane.
1: So PowerPoint, Joseph, walk on in. There's 800 million people, like all the nations of the world, glowing with lights. In you Brisbane. Know, and then you've got one one Olympics or two Olympics? Two Olympics. Two talking. Olympics to throw in the boot.
2: Okay. And and this is how shameless. And by the way, you remember how we dis- disclosed in previous years that Robbo uh, purchases his coffee at the Entertainment Quarter Precinct and just goes, put it on the roosters tab? Yes. I think McClellan is putting some pretty strong mind-altering drugs into that coffee that Robbo's getting at the Rugby Australia Cafe. Right. But Hamish himself is drinking the Kool-Aid because Isaac Moses, the shadowy agent, along with Steve Natiski, the art dealer, representing Joseph. Yes. If you're a disenfranchised (laughs) league player, give Isaac Moses a call because he'll do the right thing by you. He actually said that. He actually said (laughs) that. Wow. To paint legal? <laughs> is that sort of Trump-like? You know. Well, I guess if you don't get paid, <laughs> yeah. and he goes to yeah. paint to paint Isaac as the bad guy is laughable, naive, yeah. and
1: outrageous. Wow! And of course, this has been fodder for the other parts of the media that we adore, Peter Fitzsimons. Well, now you've got a quote I think from Peter, haven't you? Yeah. So Macaul- you see, how I just say Peter. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Pete. Pete. <laughs> right, right. Fitzy. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> biblical. Uh, he has verb uh, talking about Joseph. He has verve in his swerve, Clico in his get-go and plays oh. champagne football. Ooh. He scores tries, brings good publicity and tackles like a demon. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the union, young man. Wow. Uh, only a man who wears a coat with uh, little arm patches on his elbow I would say that's correct. Oh, my God. This is the, the best that rugby's got because... is he got a book deal? <laughs> Already? Well, that could get you in a bit of trouble. Yes, yes. You know, Can I have that again? Swerve is his what? Swerve, swerve, he's got verve and his swerve. Verve his swerve. And Clico and his get-go. Oh, no. Like, I've got terrible. no idea what those references are, by the way. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. know. French champagne is uh, way above your pay grade, Chris. And, and McClellan, of course, if you want anything more rugby union than this, he's described the NRL as responses thuggish, which yeah. I think is probably accurate. Fair enough, yeah. But he says, the Swahili, Swahili signing will help with private equity. Yeah. And with your media rights negotiation, you won't talk about what? your offence or your defence. <laughs> that is what rugby union is. Yeah, yeah. It's a private equity play. It's not a sport, it's a business. And the fan on the hill goes,
1: equity? What's that? <laughs> I'm struggling to pay my rent. Equity. John Sattler, uh,
2: any time... Still turning. Any time private equity rang and said, Sats, we want to do a deal, he turned him away because he off. said, oh, I've got nothing Back to do off. with no, you. Like, You're you a bunch of thieves. It's <laughs> right.
1: Now, just to counter that, Chris, I read, I read a little uh, a Melbourne player, Melbourne Storm rugby lead, uh, Will Warby, that came from union to League and he says as a wing in Rugby Union All Blacks 7s I mean he said everybody wants to play for the All Blacks I mean that's the biggest category. I want to play for the I want All, to play All for the, uh, you stay on the edge and you're in, in the space whereas in League you're taking those first carries and running into a wall of fellas that are trying to take your head off
2: thuggish Thuggish. Thuggish. And that's why Volandis does his stand-up. That That is what people miss. That's yeah. what Joseph will miss, and yes. that's what he will want to come back he to.
1: He may well miss the care factor too, but did you hear from Gus Wallen, who's a mighty apologist for the, uh, the chooks as well? He's caring for the man. Did you get that quote, Chris?
2: Stephen, I should go on the record. I'm not Gus's greatest fan, let's put it that way. Is that right? Um, but Wallen... You can say that. But Wallen was drafted in onto Inside the 10 on the Sunday Footy Show, which yeah. is a panel... Hosted by Danica Mason, very uh, adroitly. Adroitly, yes. Featuring rugby league journalists. Now, I look at two, Gus Wallen. You're talking about. I'm looking at two sets that in no way intersect, yeah. and that is rugby league journalists and Gus got, Wallen. Gus Wallen, yes, yes. And, and he went back to the original. Hope the door doesn't hit him on the ass comment from Gus Gould, and he described it as a personal attack on Swahili. And I, you know, I know this is murky territory. He goes. I fear for the kids' mental health. Yeah. Now that is Gus's stick, isn't it? That is. His He's got
1: business. charities galore coming right. out his wazoo, looking after young young men or even older men. And, and he and he, and I've got a shoulder. And, you want to lean on my shoulder? Yeah. You want and, to cry? Yeah. It's okay.
2: Yeah, I'm a good guy. Thankfully. Yeah. In the context of that, Michael Shamis. Nine journalists uh, and a an natural journalist, and yes, and who death rides the tigers at every opportunity. Says <laughs> so you hate him but you love him. Yeah, I, so I got to be honest, Gus. I'd be more worried about Cody Ramsey and his health crisis that threatens his, yeah. his career in rugby league. The Joseph has just fined a four point eight million dollar contract over three years, yeah. and Michael Shamus, I stand with you. Hang on, hang on. On one side, you've got a guy
1: who's got an illness that could take him out for the rest of his life. For the, the he only just broke through into into the first year of
2: grade one, and he didn't even dream about getting to the Easter Show. All he dreamt about was yes, rugby league or having cows. And and last year he was looking the absolute business and has been ripped yeah. away from him and
1: on the other side you've got a guy who's basically stepped out of King's College and gone to a contract before he turns 14 or whatever and how much 4.8 4. 8 million, million dollars. and he's got to play in two Olympics yeah. 800 million people 100 <laughs> countries uh, and he can do whatever he, the bugger well he wants and he's got a bit of care for him has he
2: but hang on I get it now Gus Wallen was talking about a roosters player oh of course of course
1: of course <laughs> just
2: and I tell you what we can hear from Robbo he's still at training so stay cool relax
0: and now it's time for the latest installment of the life and times of Gus Gould
2: I don't care that Trent Robinson loves rugby I don't love rugby I don't even watch rugby
0: and that was the latest installment of the life
1: and times of Gus Gould I concur. I don't watch Rugby Union either. Thank you, Gus, for those fine pieces. Well, just advice, really. Life advice, really. He cares? He cares for you and me,
2: Chris? It would be great to get someone on the show, Stephen, who does watch Rugby Union, but we've just drawn a blink.
1: <sighs> I'm thinking. Hang on. No, nothing. Nothing, Chris. Chris, I, I, if I could, on a serious note here, yes? I think there's a huge lack of respect. It just occurred to me that I'm not a supporter of neither... Western suburbs Magpies or the Balmain Tigers. Your uh, father was, though? My father was, that's right, and I respect my father and I want to pay homage here to uh, his choices, his uh, background. And the way that people – people just love to see somebody lose, don't they, Chris? And I get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether we've ever picked on anybody at all.
2: I don't think we've made anyone a target over all the years no. we've done this together, Stephen. We've Not been, even just, Hamish McClellan. We've been nothing but support. We just report. We just, the facts. We just report. Nothing but the facts. Yeah, we just observe.
1: So what I observe, Chris, is a, is, a, is an extraordinary amount of disrespect to the history of those two clubs put together into this merger. How many, how many competitions have you won on... All levels, the three,
2: the three portions. Balmain Tigers, eleven. Eleven premierships. Western Suburbs Magpies, four. Four, yeah. West Tigers joint venture, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen or.
1: Wow, that must be. I think the.
2: St George and others is fifteen or sixteen. We're south close. twenty, south twenty-one now, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's a it's a proud history. And every,
1: every Tom, Dick, and Jerk wants to put the boot into you know Benji and uh, Sheenzy. Robbie, Robbie David etc. etc. Et uh, Justin know, I, Pascoe, I, I, Lee Hatcher, Patelis. I know, I know it's a bloke Brooks. But the point being is that, that yeah we we were both <laughs> Don't get me started. We we're scared. we were scared in emerging. You know or we might be turfed t- t- out. You know South's turfed out and came back and I oh, look at them whoopy, you know. And the, what do the Roosters supporters say? The only team that survived from right beginning. To now. With well, no
2: to be honest, I would have kept South out. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, the, the, the terms that were put yeah. by the newly formed NRL were very clear. Yeah. And clubs in a position of weakness, hello, Balmain and Western Suburbs, took their poison, yeah. bit the bullet... And accepted the term South running some sort of pride of the league argument, right? And in Up the to end, the town hall. And it was in the end, it was only the lack of courage of the Murdochs, because they would have won the case, that ultimately to have them kicked out, and they just said, "Oh bugger it, let no, them back let in." Let them back in again.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, maybe they should have undone the, um, the, the, your merger as well. Would well, you all
1: like that? Would you, do you think Balmain would be doing any better now?
2: The weird thing is, I look at my merger and think that we're we're doing better than your merger, simply because one of the clubs is that right. Balmain is so financially bereft that West run the show. Whereas I think it's more of a competition between St George and Illawarra. I don't know if I could comment more on that right now. Uh, it's healthy, healthy fiction. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to be called again? The Southern Dragons. So-
1: <laughs> they roamed the place before you even were aware the of it. Illawarra Wells, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, if I could say a bit of history here, Chris,
2: you were both Western Suburbs, Magpies, and the Balmain Tigers were both foundation teams. We were. We played the very first game in the New South Wales Rugby League at Birchgrove Oval. So I just demand respect, that's all, Chris. Yeah, automatic. Is that fair? Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Okay. Now, I want to go into something we know very, very
1: well. Chris, some of the... Uh dare I say, the categories of misbehaviour and the nongs who perpetrate them. Over the years, we've discussed ad nauseum. And I want to discuss four categories right now, with a fifth that we're trying to eliminate from this group. One is germs.
2: Can we call this a segment, Stephen? Uh, yes, you can. Rugby league biology. Biology. And I think we'll be revisiting yeah. it over this, over this season.
1: Yes, yes. Zoological sort of studies, etc. That's right. Germs. Yes. Pests. Correct, you're right. Red mist merchants. Wow. And grubs. Right. Now, uh, if I could... Uh, start by qualifying That there are many players Who would jump Across a few categories here mm-hmm. So don't be shocked It's not You can't just be Sometimes just a pest And not a Red Mist merchant But uh, obviously The Red Mist merchant Is somebody who just Gets turned on Bit of hate comes in And they make Incredible mistakes With that anger uh, Who comes to mind Cody Walker Cody Walker Number
2: one Automatically comes to mind Automatic Jack Heatherington, Who might be uh, Injured at the moment He's a Red Mist merchant yeah. And then uh, JWH Has definitely Got it in him And Victor Radley Victor Radley can go full on with a red mist.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I mean, that's a, that's probably something that a psychologist could deal with. So we may, we may see the phasing out of that eventually. Right. Maybe. So possibly. that's
2: – so, like, not that I'm sure they've been completely successful, but there's certainly – polio is not as around as much as it used to be, smallpox, those sorts of things. You yes. see red mist can actually be dealt with.
1: I mean, of course, we're hoping that uh, Junior Ramon with the hammer, he may get over that, you know, <laughs> but he may have,
2: not. Now that it's in a local court and it's below the 11-year limit, yeah. are we able to – Make a few you know, semi-humorous remarks about that? Of course. Yeah.
1: I think. We'll hold that one. We'll hold that one. Okay, so uh, the pest. The pest is the most common. Mick Ennis was the great pest.
2: Just all the songs that come to mind. Maxwell Silver Hammer. Hammer, yeah. hammer to fall. <laughs> yeah. just... If I had a hammer, I'd chase. <laughs> a contractor across, a roof. across the rooftops. <laughs>
1: uh, I reckon Cameron Munster's a pest.
2: Clear, clearly a pest. Yeah, yeah, It was only a pest when he came back against the Tigers with a shattered finger and beat us.
1: Yes. <laughs> but there
2: was there was incidents after the Souths game, wasn't there, with pest behaviour?
1: There was. Well, of course, uh, this is where I'm can, – can I talk about this in just a minute? Yes. Okay. Uh, where the pest with the sense of humour, right. another subcategory. Right. Uh, Mick I, Ennis. Mick,
2: i tell you who uh, played for the Tigers in Penrith and Parramatta, Wiz Freeman, Gary Freeman, absolute pest. Pest, yes. Total yes. pest.
1: And if you had a pest in your team, would you love them?
2: <sighs> uh, if they can play footy, yeah. I mean, there's nothing more embarrassing than someone that sort of is above their station. So I, I reserve judgment on that. Yeah. But, you know, Wes Freeman, I enjoyed his work. Yeah. What about the block? He's a pest the on off block. the field. I mean, he made Craig Bellamy's life a misery putting yeah. stones in his bag and <laughs> deflating his tires. And See, all we're that laughing. So that. Yeah. And this will be the interesting existential crisis for Brandon, or the Rhode Island Gouda, as we like to refer to him yeah. over at the Roosters, because Nick Politis does not suffer pests gladly. Right. I mean, Politis doesn't want to come and find his Rick Damelian car with, <laughs> with, with, with deflated wheels. Drawn
1: heads in the hubcaps. No, no.
2: No, he doesn't wear that at <laughs> no. all. You know, he doesn't want to. I'd like to
1: see him test that, though.
2: He doesn't want to walk into the Nick Politis Center of Excellence and see a moustache and glasses drawn on his bust. Yeah. <laughs> and by bust, I'm referring to his head. You know.
1: <laughs> now we come to the great, the grub. Now, uh, Josh Hodson, I reckon he's a grub. Really? Yeah. Yeah, an uh, English grub. An English grub, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, you know? what is
2: an English grub? I mean, do they even survive in the north of England? Well, they're is ni- it? they're also
1: niggle merchants, if <laughs> I could throw that term in as well. You know, they know how to get under your
2: skin a bit. You Liverpool know? kiss, that yeah, sort of all that caper. Stuff. But uh, the great Josh Reynolds, well, he he's re- back. Jay Ren returned on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. With um, He not did a, nothing. Not a, <laughs> well, he said he was blowing. Yeah. And in fact, he, as, as one uh, pundit observed, he almost did a hamstring trying to keep up with uh, Matt Burton after he kicked the <laughs> just yeah, just to congratulate him <laughs> and, and he said they made me play in the middle of the field I had no yeah. idea how hard it was yeah, sort yeah. of Warwick style
1: so we got we got the pest. we got the Grub now the Grub's also um, oh, Joshua Jalen Maria Hargraves.
2: oh yeah JWH's got a bit of Grub yeah. in, but Gallon just comes to mind yeah you know he was full on grab the wheels that sort of situation now- undo <laughs> undo the stitches <laughs> We're not going to mention Hopper, are we? <laughs> he, like he, he's like like Uber Grub, Uber Grub. Like yeah. He's like, I actually was. They go to a church and
1: he's there at the front, isn't he?
2: I was at a game at a Campbelltown where we beat the North Queensland Cowboys, which I'm hanging on to now. Uh, Hopper was charged with eleven separ- separate incidents in the one game. Yeah, and, <laughs> eleven, and, and he and he gave a post match interview on the radio. And said I didn't think I got involved enough. Yeah,
1: and he was still on the field. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> fantastic. Can I just say, everybody in the storm is a grub. Except for Pap,
2: oh right. well, he's not playing. No, no. In fact, across all these categories, one through seventeen, just say Storm. It's just a Storm. Uh, Nelson Grub. Whoa. You know the, and, any Bromwich Grubs? You know. Well, they're oh, they're not, not. Of course, they're gone now. Dolphins. Are they now. taking
1: some of that grubness with them? We noticed the other night. You saw a bit of laydown S-
2: Sally going on. St. George Illawarra uh,
1: versus the uh,
2: junior Grubs. The
1: junior Grubs. Yeah, they, the Dolphins seem nice and you know friendly, and you hold a fish up and they jump, and like, Ooh, the kids go wild. And but really,
2: and there is talk that Big Nelson is in uh, chat with. Eddie Jones about going to rugby. You know what I say to Nelson? Go. Go. Uh, go yeah. now.
1: Get that door, slap you on the so back don't side. Let the
2: rugby league go hit you on the ass <laughs> on the way out. Don't <laughs> do. Uh, I tell you what, the private equity will be thrilled if they get their hands on the cipher Solomon, I can tell you.
1: No, I just remembered uh, germs. I'm gonna put the Melbourne storm into germ as well.
2: Yeah, they're, they're okay? well they are created in petri dishes in labs, <laughs> yeah. so by definition. You take the protozoa of rugby yeah. league, you evolve them in the germs. The great germ, of course. Well, Simon Wolf. Simon Wolford, the original germ. Isn't that great yeah.
1: that you and could, actually, he didn't do that much that was specifically germ-like. He was called germ, wasn't he? Because
2: he's just sort of... Funny little face.
1: Infected you. You hated infected him. Infected you. Remember the, the, the kid? <laughs> Even if you didn't know why, you just hated him.
2: I think that didn't the kid throw the snowball at him once in that, in, right? <laughs> in that Canberra Tigers game yeah. where it was freezing. Poor old but Simon. How great is it when you are absolutely synonymous with the sub-genus, yeah. right? Grub or pest, you know?
1: Where is Gus Wallen and all this? Is he caring for these people?
2: I don't think he does enough. No. For anyone who doesn't wear the red, white, and blue, Stephen, I'll leave it at that.
1: And can I add one final one that cuts cr- – well, before we get to the last topic, the one that fu- cuts right across those three categories is Cameron Smith. Smith. He's a grubbin'. <laughs> oh, he was a grub. I don't know if he's still well, a grub. No, I mean,
2: he's he's supernatural, Stephen. <laughs> he's Lucifer. He's Mistopheles. That's beyond grubness. It's beyond, That's evil grubness. It's beyond, the earthly con- <laughs> it's beyond the earthly concerns of the yeah. biological world. It's, it's, it's the stuff of – Life
1: itself—it's—it's
2: yeah. it's dark matter. Yeah. Has he got a, a role in uh, in Russell Crowe's latest film, The, the Pope's Exorcist? The Pope's Exorcist, because he'd be good at it, wouldn't he? You know, <laughs> he's
1: playing the Pope. He looks nice. He looks <laughs> nice. No, he's wearing a white shirt and a tie. But no, he's evil.
2: I, I tell you what—I wasn't going to go to that movie, but if you're telling me that Russell Crowe is exorcising Cameron Smith, yes, you've got my card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That'll be something. I won't tell
1: you any more. Now, the, the, the category I want to eliminate, Chris, is the weak at a dog. Br- As you know, as stated by uh, Ricky, I, 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 I like like the West Tigers. Dogs should not be picked on.
2: No, and we're trying to rehabilitate the dog. I mean, this oh that was a dog act, etc. Like puppies are great, Stephen. Like, I've got, puppies are fantastic. I got two dogs. Destination animals, Chris. I love them. Need I say any You know, can I, here's something I've come up with that no one else has ever thought of. <laughs> oh, dogs give you unconditional love. Sue. They do. They do. They really do. And to,
1: I sort of knew that, but i I've never <laughs> heard such words. I
2: know. Poet, poetry. So to look, I'm happy with germ pest. Uh, Red Miss Merchant, cat if you like, yes, because nobody likes cats. But leave the dogs out of it. And I would have thought after Ricky's intemperate words, the whole thing would have been laid to rest.
1: Another man that I love very much, wouldn't put into any of these categories, is Ivan Cleary. Mm. Now, Ivan Cleary, of course, came out with a comment when Jamin Salmon, who was called Mm. The Week out of Dog by Ricky Stewart, and he goes, what do you think of that? He goes, good karma.
2: So Salmon scores the try as the Raiders touched up. (laughs) We've been touched up to the tune of, I don't know, 53 to 15 or something like that. And he yells and out... And never before. Yeah, and he yells out with a full stop after each word, weak, gutted, gutted. Dog. dog. And when asked about it, and clearly he's not a biological construct. He's just the personification of evil, right? Is that right? And he, he goes... Is he in this
1: film too, as oh. Russell Crow?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what gets exercised. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> is Crowe yeah. puts Smith on the counter. Yeah. You've got the water flying, the crosses and whatever. Yeah. And out of Smith's mouth... Emerges
1: Ivan Cleary Ivan Cleary right And then he's vanished right That's And right. then he turns up To training the next week With nothing going on yeah. No voice Nothing Dead eyes
2: And then as, as his uh, Spiritual fabric Gets ripped apart um, Russell Crowe turns to Cleary And goes There's your good karma
1: Yeah, there was a man Who who tried to defend Ricky And attacked Ivan Cleary And it wasn't you It was a journalist apparently Called Paul Kent Yes Now Paul Kent said Well that'll come back to bite you You're just a ridiculously arrogant team And you know be, Beware of what you dream Or what you wish You know etc cetera, etc cetera. And uh he was uh, he obviously Ricky's only friend.
2: Yeah, and he's saying West Tigers fans are relying on the fact that karma will eventually bite you back, and it, it, it could be a long way. It's a m- very long way. This he got stuck but, into um, –
1: Russell Crowe's – I mean, he must be eternal, surely.
2: Yeah, that's – well, he's, he's, he'll last all of us with that sonorous voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he actually got stuck into the Panthers' attitude. You know I don't like them, the Kardashians. They're self-entitled. Oh, yes. But yeah. he said someone should have vet- – Penrith should have vetted Jerome Luai's wedding speech for Brian Toto. Yes, uh, because it, he's uh, apologised. Yeah, he just said it came across as you know too blue and yeah, too 21st calibre. Um, I had a couple of 21st speeches vetted and they came back and said that you could use some jokes.
1: <laughs> did he have jokes, did he, Jerome? I don't know. Oh, he was... They he were was, laughing? He,
2: he, his problem at that wedding was he tried to go full on Volandis. <laughs> right. And Volandis knows how to do stand-up. Jerome's still learning, got training wheels on.
1: Now, uh, there's one more thing. Stadiums, of course, have been discussed yet again. You know, Vlandis is trying to sell it off to Melbourne. You know, get the money, scare the government. Min's backing away. Uh, but there's been some comments by uh, Darcy.
2: Yes. So, as you said, we only support people in this show, and there's been no bigger supporter of Peter Fitzsimons than you no and bigger, Stephen over the no years. No yeah. But basically, Fitzsimons wrote an article during the week saying. Minns got in yeah. Your boy Chris Min's On your a boy, yeah. On a uh, Stadiums and hospitals Over suburban grounds platform That's right, right yeah.
1: And he you, says it's either one or the other Chris You right. know that
2: If he deviates from it yeah. He's gone He's gone right? <laughs> now, now that hasn't stopped Some other people Waiting into the debate Peter Peters From Manly Talking about Four Pines As I like to refer to it, it As Peter refers to it As Brookvale Said Fans have had to use Archaic facilities of Brookvale That border on Third World It is embarrassing Going to get Has he
1: ever been to the Third World <laughs> Really? They say that, don't they? I think you
2: find he's been to Myanmar on many occasions. (laughs) Uh, He goes, it's embarrassing going to get a beer or pie. Uh, You miss half the game, which following Manly is probably a blessing.
1: So I can just imagine the people in the Congo looking for that beer and pie stand. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course... They've got it, you know.
2: (laughs) And he says, and fans are fed up with going to the toilet and peeing in third-world conditions. Third-world conditions. So what are the state of the toilets of Brookvale is my question.
1: Well, no, plumbing, obviously.
2: (laughs) And um, so he goes, uh, one way through is Peter Vellani's promise to upgrade suburban grounds. Now, Fitzsimons just doubled down and said, if Mins deviates from the script, he's gone. But then Darcy Byrne, mayor of the Inner West or Leichhardt or whatever. He's He's a stir, isn't he? He's an absolute agitator. (laughs) So he's written... To Fitzsimons, and Fitzsimons on his Fitzfiles col- column.
1: Now, they don't seem like pals, but they've found a, a cause together in union, yeah?
2: Yeah, because uh, what Darcy was at pains to point out is saying that the Tigers don't own Leichhardt, the Inner West Council ah, owns right. Leichhardt. It's a broad church, Chris. And it's a broad church. It's mm. a hub. Yeah. For men and women Multicultural Grassroots sports Gender fluid Being used for the women's football club Absolutely yeah. He goes it's being used by the community more than ever Soccer yeah. Something called rugby union and league
1: And too long Those league thugs have had sway over that damn venue Haven't thugs. they
2: Thugs and, and Darcy goes the ground needs decent amenities Including new changing rooms What first wall Yes new toilets well, Yeah, First wall First wall yeah And a stand so, that doesn't fall down Piss
1: something and the water goes out
2: Yeah we don't need any funding for new stadiums, Peter, just to fairly redistribute the money from the Penrith Folly to grassroots facilities like Leichhardt Oval.
1: I'm not, not from hospitals and schools.
2: And have a guess what Peter Fitzsimons said. I can't wait. That works for me. Over to you, Chris Minns. <laughs> and like you, Stephen, I simply echo the words, what about the schools and hospitals? hospitals yeah.
1: He's a player, that bloke, isn't he? <sighs> Thank you very much. That's fire for another week. Chris, thank you. Stephen Ferris signing out. See you soon. So tune in again next week when
0: we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting round of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!